Hello, welcome to episode 44 of NG Meets. And this week is an episode about the Nottingham Project. Now, if you've been on uh, Facebook or following the, the media, reading the papers, watching Notts TV, etc. over recent weeks, I'm sure you'll have come across the Nottingham Project. It was launched in July and it's basically the putting together of this huge board of creative and cultural and business people with the aim of uh, revisioning the future of Nottingham, rejuvenating the city. Um, as I say, it was it was launched last month. There's a big board put together. It's chaired by Greg Nugent, who uh, was a director of the London 2012 Olympic and Paralympic Organising Committee. So experience there. Vice chaired by BAFTA award winning actor uh, Vicky McClure, who I'm sure you'll know from uh, This Is England, both film and television series. Uh, amongst other board members, there's the This Is England director Shane Meadows, uh, Nathaniel Wilson, who started up the Nottingham Street Food, which I'm sure many of you have seen, particularly down in Snenton, uh, Sarah Blair Manning, who is the chief executive of the Nottingham Castle Trust, and uh, previous. Engineer uh, meets guest Sandy Mahal, of course, is director of Nottingham UNESCO City of Literature, uh, and they're just a small selection of this huge board, massive amount of people on a fantastic group coming from all parts of the culture. Um, and for this episode, we're actually talking to uh, Lee Walker. He's director of the Nottingham Board for Culture and Creativity, while heading up this uh, Nottingham project. So we had a chat with Lee. He told us about the campaign. He actually, the Nottingham project actually was initiated uh, in sort of February time so it actually predates Covid but obviously that's sort of amplified things it's changed things a bit um, and that's had to be addressed as obviously we talk about that we talk about the plans the, the people involved it gives us more information on some of the people involved uh, we talk about the broad marsh which of course is sort of the white elephant of the whole thing um, particularly with everything that's gone on with into going into administration and that passing back to the council. Just you know, we talk about some of the things that are already happening, the plans, people's involvement, uh, the amount of people, you know, over five hundred people have at that point we spoke had already sent in their thoughts and views on what the city needed and why this isn't so important. Um, so there's a lot in this episode which he talks about and it's about this once in a lifetime opportunity to rejuvenate Nottingham make sure Nottingham is a city going forward uh, and especially at a time now when I think a lot of cities are going to be looking at the past forward as we come out of everything that's been going on. It's great to chat to Lee, um, he talks about the plans are to put forward a, a sort of proposal or report in October time so that's not very far off. So they're moving quite fast with it, there's big plans with it, I think it's massively important for Nottingham, it's great to have such a positive project for Nottingham especially at a time that feels filled with negativity. So, as I say, um, whether or not you're familiar with the Nottingham Project, I think you'll find this episode if you, you know, uh, love Nottingham and is interested in Nottingham as much as, as I and, you know, most of the guests that are on the show are, I think you'll really enjoy this episode and you'll find out a lot more about the Nottingham Project. Um, before we get into that, of course, as ever, you can check out all episodes of the podcast at ngdigital.podbean.com. You know, find us on Facebook at ngdigital or Twitter at ngdigitaluk. Check out previous episodes. Uh, you know, we've had some fantastic guests on. You know, last week, Debbie Doola, uh, Nottingham University uh, Professor of Astrology, Astronomy, sorry, <laughs> Michael Merrifield. We had the 
Next Gen Movement Home, we've had Nottingham Trance Hub on, um, a host of fantastic guests this year, we've got more lined up, keep an eye out on our social medias for announcements of upcoming guests, we are recording all the time to get more guests, you know, at this time obviously guests are being recorded uh, remotely because things are still very up in the air, we're seeing at the moment rising figures and the potential risk of further lockdowns and you know who knows what impact the opening of schools and the almost forcible push to get people back into the office might have on that but we're going to try and keep bringing you this podcast hopefully that adds a bit of light to a rough time so uh hope you'll enjoy this episode do check out some of our last previous episodes if you've not already heard them do let us know what you think who you'd like to hear on the show give us a review share it about please and you know, subscribe to the podcast to enjoy it. So, moving on, this is uh, episode 44 of NG Meets with Lee Walker of The Nottingham Project. Welcome to NG Meets and today's guest is Lee Walker who is director of the Nottingham Project which I'm sure many of you have have heard and seen in the media lately. Uh, So first of all Lee thank you very much for joining us this afternoon. Thank you for having me it's a pleasure to be on. No problem. Uh, The Nottingham Project obviously it's a very new project Uh, I say a lot of people have probably seen it but maybe don't really know an awful lot about it so if you just want to give us sort of a brief overview of the Nottingham Project to start things off. Yeah, sure. So um, I started working on the Nottingham Project, or more specifically for something called the Nottingham Board for Culture and Creativity. Um, And the Nottingham Board for Culture and Creativity is the board behind the Nottingham Project. Um, And I joined the project in February, which is when we started. And I was recruited as the director and a gentleman called Greg Nugent, who was uh, Chief Marketing Officer for London 2012 and has worked on some big regeneration projects across the world, was recruited as the chair, being a, a lad that grew up in Nottingham and then moved away, but obviously has a passion for the city. So we came together in February with the idea of jointly believing that culture and creativity could do or be a bigger part of Nottingham's economy and that maybe we didn't quite sell the amazing stuff that happens in in our city uh, in the to the fullest of its potential that we didn't maximize it by bringing it all together and we, we both share that vision for what this could be uh, so so we worked together to look at how we could put a board together that included the people that seem to be on boards quite a lot in in Nottingham and you know as you'd expect from from those big institutions, so also from our strategic partners, so the, the two universities, the Arts Council, the City Council, the Business Improvement District, and, and those people that you know are heavily influential in that sense. But we wanted to combine them with what we believe is essentially sort of a, a plethora of Nottingham's cultural and creative royalty, almost. So people like Vicky McClure, who's very kindly agreed to vice chair the board and people like Shane Meadows, but then also people like Nathaniel Wilson, who's the, the sort of brilliant mind behind Nottingham Street Food Club. Um, 
And so we tried to come up with a board that actually combined those things together and could think about the future of Nottingham as a creative economy. And then obviously, as you'd expect, COVID hit um, and we felt that February, March was not the best time to launch such a project. So we, we actually pivoted. Um, we launched something called the Robin Hood Fund, raised the best part of £100,000 for charities in Nottingham that could make the biggest difference uh, during, during the crisis. And also sort of proved that by using Nottingham's creative talent, we could really make a difference in that way. Um, so as, as that sort of slowed down a bit, we pivoted back to work out exactly what it was we could do with the Nottingham Board for Culture and Creativity. But obviously everything had changed. And one of Greg's great phrases is any plans that were made prior to COVID probably need to go in the need to start again because the world's fundamentally changed. Um, and certainly the city has changed as a result of it. And so we had the opportunity through some links that Greg had to work with an organisation called Heatherwick Studios and Thomas Heatherwick, who's one of the world's leading creative thinkers. And he was really interested because when he was growing up, he was obsessed with Robin Hood and Robin Hood films and uh, actually took up archery as a result of uh, watching Robin Hood and also was obsessed with Raleigh bikes and had a Raleigh bike. So has always had an affinity with Nottingham as a city and wanted to, wanted to see what he could do and bring his expertise, his external expertise to that. So we're working with them and really using them as a sort of, I suppose, an external lens to be a critical friend for the city. So our board has all those individuals on that you'd expect, as, I'd, as I've already said, and the project is from Nottingham and by Nottingham and for Nottingham and absolutely needs to be owned by the, the people and the organisations that are in this city. But by working with the Heatherwick Studios, we were able to have the external lens and critical friend that I suppose pushes us and encourages us to be really bold in what we bring forward. So it's part of this 12 week process where we'll end up with, we believe, is bringing forward what we see as a, the potential and a, and a vision for Nottingham as a city, the city that's grown and then a city that's also reimagined as a sort of cultural and creative economy that can that can transform the city over the next decade i think it's, it's interesting there because you obviously talked about how you got you got started and um in sort of february time so obviously the the idea behind the nottingham project predates everything that's happened this year but arguably makes it ever more important and as i think as yeah. you said as well fundamentally changes things because um, in particular, obviously, the, the creative and cultural uh, aspects of the city have, have taken a massive hit. You know, I mean, I, don't, I think we're only just this weekend, I think, finally getting to a point where we might start to see live music again. And even that's, yeah. we're talking, you know, very, very minimal uh, gigs, you know, small gigs with very minimal people turning in. So, the, you know, we know the economy's in trouble and it's going to be a very big and long road back. So although the project, I guess, you know, encompasses more than that, I guess it's obviously going to have changed uh, the way that project develops. Yeah, I think there's probably, there's probably a couple of bits to, to say on that really, which is, you know, there's, we shouldn't kid ourselves. The city had its problems and, and the opportunities prior to COVID, but what COVID's done, I don't think it's created a crisis for the city i think it's exacerbated and sped up that crisis yeah. i think a lot of the factors that, that we were concerned about prior to to covid still remain problematic but what covid's done is has has speed up that process i think and um 
it's really interesting. I was looking at a, a study a couple of days ago. So we're really interested in the way that Austin regenerated itself, Austin in Texas. Okay. So, and Austin was in a had a few factors that were that were really similar to to where Nottingham is today. So it was an it was an old mining place, um, and obviously the mining stops when the when the minerals dry up, and as a result, they were left with a a decimated economy. But it had some factors that are really similar to what we see in Nottingham today. By which I mean it had it had a lot of land that was in good positions that could be repurposed, and they were bold enough to see that giving that space to creatives. Had, cultural organizations could make a real difference now on top of that it had an over-indexing high-performing university and in nottingham's case we have two world-leading universities in their own field so again that feels really similar and then it also had jobs in the creative economy or invested heavily in those jobs in the creative economy but crucially and you know this really fits and resonates with nottingham is it's a place that's affordable to live so you can you could have lived in, you can and still can live in Austin much cheaper than you can in a lot of other places in, in that area. And it meant that people could take the jobs in the creative economy that they wanted. And that feels to, to me and to us like like a, a very similar set of cases to, to where Nottingham is. So it's one of those places that we really take inspiration from in the work that we're doing. And I suppose the other thing I'd say is that, you know, one of the other things that we've been overwhelmed by the amount of interest in the Nottingham project since it's launched. And I think that's because there is a realization that there's a moment in time now, um, not just for this project, but for the city in its widest possible sense. And I think there's a, a public realization that we, we need to go further and be braver and be bolder and do more than we've ever done before in terms of pushing for a vision that really feels right for Nottingham. But in terms of consultation, we've had the best part of 500 ideas emailed in individually from, from people. Like the amount of offers of help and support from, from companies and businesses and institutions has been, been incredible. So I'd certainly feel the pressure to, to deliver something fantastic. But it feels like now is the time people are ready to, to receive a bold vision and to embrace it. And for me, for this project to succeed, it's got to feel like it comes as much bottom up as it does top down. It's got yeah. to feel like it's owned by and for Nottingham and by and for the people of Nottingham. We've tried to be really different in the way that we've we've engaged in this. So doing bits like this, you know, I don't think there's been a consultation like this in Nottingham's history before that has been as as open and as brave in saying, you know, we haven't simply sent a questionnaire out there that whichever way you tick the boxes results in the answers we already wanted. We've yeah. been fairly open in saying let's keep it as broad as possible and let's let's hear what the people of Nottingham want. Yeah. I think one of the things um, you know that stands out, particularly when you look at the the board and the people involved, is that a large key part of this is about bringing different uh, organisations and and uh, creative people and things together. So these are the people that are already you know invested in Nottingham, involved, passionate about Nottingham. This isn't you know as as often is happens in these kind of things. This isn't sort of um, management consultant type people coming in with ideas. These are people that live and breathe this Nottingham community and this creative scene. And it's brought in these people together, which I think is going to make a huge difference because, you know, it, you know, they're the, they're the people you need. And I think you often look at sort of consultation projects and that's not often the case with those kind of things. Yeah, you know, I think it's not, I'm not going to criticise others and, and what they've done, but we, we certainly feel like we want to 
we want to be different. We want to feel like it's rooted in in the creative and cultural economy of Nottingham and then also listening to the widest possible mix. And I don't think, well, I know we're not doing that just simply to say we're ticking boxes and to, to be able to say we're doing it differently. It's It's more fundamental than that. We believe that we'll only deliver the best work that creates the best possible environment for the biggest possible change by genuinely listening and then genuinely responding and then physically delivering something that feels just completely different. You know, no place ever regenerated itself by making small one and two percent changes. We need we need to be bold. We need to deliver a vision that feels right. And you know, I often use this opportunity. Like COVID had provides an opportunity as much as it does a a risk because if you look at you know, no one was sitting in Birmingham in January saying when our John Lewis closes in July, what are we going to do? Like all cities have got their problems that they're grappling with. And the best ideas that come forward now give Nottingham an opportunity to make the next decade about Nottingham being the city that really regenerates and really pushes itself and really embraces what a cultural and creative economy can and should look like. It can be a blueprint. Definitely excellent. And uh, it's obviously, I think you mentioned earlier as well, where, you know, when you talked about Austin and you talked about some of the similarities there and, and she's mentioned the universities, which, you know, for Nottingham, for a city of its size, are a huge, huge uh, selling point. But not only that, they obviously um, ensure, you know, every year a huge influx of new people coming yeah. into the city. And we've, we've I've talked about this in the, the past with sort of creative organisations because it often brings in new ideas, uh, new creative people, you know, new artists, musicians and things like that. And it's so like you say and obviously the fact as well nottingham's position uh in terms of within britain i think needs to be made more a point of it's a place where you can get anywhere in the country from easily for the most part so yeah i mean just in terms of the just in terms of the universities like they've been i cannot be more i cannot offer more praise than i really want to about this university they've been so fantastically probably our biggest supporters and by a long way they they, you know they see that for their universities to continue to be the world leading amazing organizations that they are that they need to be rooted in a city that people want to come and come and be in and you know some of the feedback that we've had from them is that nottingham is a city that people want to come and study in the the difficulty maybe if you like and where we feel we can make a difference by this visionary work and over a decade of changes doesn't necessarily always feel like a place they want to then settle in afterwards. Right. Um, And it's how you, we would see it as, you know, to do that, to deliver that, that is the key to increasing and improving and delivering a, a vision that really makes people feel like Nottingham is the place they want to stay. It's really interesting. You think about it. You could, you could live your life in Nottingham. You could, come here and go to university you could fall in love with the city you could probably fall in love with someone while you're in the city you could spend two or three years living in a a fairly decent affordable flat in the city center having all of that on your doorstep and at the point you're ready to take the next step of your life and move out we've got some of the best suburbs at the most affordable prices anywhere in the country and that was back to that austin point that i made earlier so you can start to go on that journey and if you think about slowly moving out and then into the shire you could have a bigger house with a garden like this you could move to nottingham and go through the stages of changes in your life and still feel like nottingham is your home at all of those points and that 
I feel like we probably don't make enough of that as the journey that you can go on. But Nottingham can be the place that you come to and at every stage of your life, it flexes to meet your needs and desires at that point in time. Yeah, that's, I mean, I've never thought of it. I mean, as I'm somebody, I've, you know, I'm born, raised, never lived anywhere outside of, well, I've never lived anywhere outside of NG9. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, so, and, and you touched on that a bit earlier. So, you know, I love me. So I, so I never, kept, I didn't, I wasn't born in Nottingham. You can probably no. tell from my voice. So I, I grew up in Ipswich, went to university even further south in Southampton and moved here for a job. Um, and I moved here and did some work in the city centre. I was astonished by people that I'd speak to in businesses or just individuals that would say, oh, well, you know, Derby's getting much better. And, I, you know, no disrespect to Derby or the other cities around there, but it's just not true. And I don't mean that in a biased way. I mean, empirically, it's not true. They're not our competitors in the way that we see them as. And I, I, if we want to succeed and we want to be bold, we need to look, I mean, not even to Leeds and Manchester, but to, to cities that have reimagined themselves like Austin and Berlin. Like what we're talking about here is a fundamental reimagining, but there's so much great stuff in Nottingham. Um, so many great opportunities that if we can just harness that, it really does feel like the city that could have the next big regeneration. Yeah. It's, it's interesting as well, because obviously doing this uh, podcast and things, obviously one of my things I do is, is shout about Nottingham. And as mm-hmm. I say, and as someone who's lived only in Nottingham, it's very difficult for me to to compare. So I only, you know, I, I look at all the great things I enjoy, but I have no idea really how the city's seen beyond the people I speak to who are all from Nottingham and most of all are shouting about it as the same way. So, um, you know, and I'm aware, you know, you go back 15, 20 years and Nottingham, went through a spell of having a very bad reputation mm. you know within the media we were you know it was dubbed Shottingham and things like that but then over the last decade it certainly feels like you know with things like city of literature or you know with the city of football so it definitely feels like there's been a positive move for yeah, this city it's, but it's, it's hard so yeah it's, no. see, for me it's hard because I don't have an outsider view so I don't know how well the city is selling itself beyond beyond the borders. So I suppose that's part of the that's part of one of the reasons we've been so pleased to be able to work with someone like Thomas Heatherwick, who yeah. has this global and international view of the best work and the best cities and the best places and the best culture and creative schemes anywhere in the world. So you know, it's, the the opportunity to work with. Thomas and his team is, is really unprecedented it's not something that any city's had the opportunity to do and we're really keen that we make the most out of every possible moment that we have with him and his his team for that exact reason um and it just you know we that ability to be self-critical as a city Nottingham always feels to me as a such an honest city like if you try and spin anything here it doesn't work which is why as I was saying we've, we've tried to be so open in this consultation and you mentioned the city of literature stuff. So Sandeep Mahal that, that runs that is obviously one of our board members. It's just absolutely incredible, just this force of nature. And, you know, as a result, the city will will open up one of the the best children's libraries anywhere in, in the country, yeah. if not far further afield. And, you know, it's about, we see our job is to create that medium and long-term story and vision that, that takes all that amazing work that these individuals are doing and, and magnifies it. Yeah, the, I mean, the library is what, you know, it looks incredible for what I've seen of it. Um, obviously, I've not 
been into town much recently, <laughs> you know, as many people haven't been able to until very recently. And like you say, there's those projects, but I'm talking which course, one of the key parts in, I guess, selling the city is making sure it feels welcoming. Yeah. And what's been a sort of crux on the city for a long time has been, uh, I guess, the south of the city as you come in from the train station. Yeah has often come under criticism and we I think we're seeing improvements particularly around the train station but then of course at the minute we've once again got the big white elephant of uh, the shopping centre yeah that has in the midst of all this of course has now gone apparently going well we don't know where that's going now because I think it's been handed back to the council yeah I think there's probably a couple of bits to say on that really which are that you know the funniest comment I've heard on that is actually if it was genuinely a big white elephant, it would be far more interesting than what it sits as today, which I thought was the most creative response <laughs> I've heard to the problem. Um, but look, the Nottingham Project is about more than just finding a solution for the Broadmarsh. But yeah, I don't think you could have launched a project like this, of this scale, and with a world-leading creative mind famous for reimagining spaces, it would have been naive to think that people wouldn't ask the exact question that you have. And overwhelmingly, in the feedback we've had, people want an answer to the problem that is not just Broadmarsh, but like you say, to the entrance to our city. Now, let's think about it. Think of a city in the context of a, of a theme park, right? Like if you, yeah. you go to Disney or any of those places, they spend more money on that first 50 to 100 metres than they do on the rest of the park combined. Because your impression when you arrive is basically sets you up for the rest of your journey and experience and a city is sort of no different and you could get off at our train station and imagine the waterfront at the moment is the only thing but but rather than mean that in a negative way what i mean is we've got an opportunity here that really no other city in in the world has which is the best part of a million square foot of land in the most prime location so we're not going to be trying to retrofit our city in light of COVID, we've got an opportunity to get it right in that south side space from the castle to the new college. Yeah. And I would expect that we will come forward with some bold and brave and strong ideas of what that sort of space could look like in line with a vision. You know, I know, but it's not just about that. It's about how do you reimagine the entire city in a way that makes it fit for a post-COVID world underpinned by the forces and powers of culture and creativity. But in order to do that, clearly we, we can't ignore Broadmarsh because it's such a big opportunity. But we've only got really one shot to get that right. By nailing that opportunity, you can easily see how transformative it would be. And I have lived here six years. It's probably the thing that's come up most. We shouldn't pretend that Broadmarsh wasn't a question before COVID or before it went oh, no. So getting the answer to that right feels so important now i mean you know like you said you've been here your whole life i mean have you ever known it to be anything other than a than a, a challenge and i suppose that now at least it moves from being a challenge to a genuine opportunity yeah. if you in that in that whole space so let's get it right and let's, let's do justice to our city yeah i mean i think i think from my memory i think it's been being redeveloped for as long as i can remember uh, you know under various different owners and and things but Obviously, that you know, like you say, that's that's just a part of the jigsaw, and I guess the timing of the the into administration and it being handing back kind of ran almost parallel with with the announcement of the, the project launching. So it is going to 
come up all yeah. the time. And like you say, and it always will because it's, I think it's overshadowed a lot of the good things that have happened in Nottingham redevelopment wise over years. But it has been like a sore thumb, hasn't it? Against, you know, we've got, we have got great projects going on. The castle, yeah. um, you know, we talked to uh, Josh from the Castle Trust and the, the incredible stuff that they're planning there. Um, so, yes, you know, we're, that's. We're really lucky on the project that Sarah Blair Manning, who obviously is chief executive of the Castle Trust, yeah. sits on the board. and just been so again amazingly supportive of of the ambition and where we want to be because I, I think she knows as as far better than we do that if that south side gets regenerated the impact for the castle will be incredible but you know there's no question when that castle opens in 2021 the whole city has got to get behind it and some of the stunning plans to open it and let's push and just be proud of what is a fairly unique space anywhere in the city yeah i mean when i when we spoke to them one of the things that came up obviously is you know, it's very rare to have that sort of castle venue right in the city centre like we've got it. They're usually more, a lot more out, aren't they, in sort of more yep. countryside areas. And I think, you know, Nottingham does have, one of the things about Nottingham, it does have a lot of amazing things in quite a small, relative to a lot of places, space, you know, this sort of city space. It's not doesn't take you that far to walk sort of across here, yet there's a lot of, you know, this, from the square, uh, to the castle, you know, we've got some amazing venues. You've got the Justice Museums, only a, you know, staying so away. So it's got quite a lot of things concentrated in that area, um, as well. Obviously, as some amazing places, we've got some, you know, we've got some amazing parks and things as you get to the edges of the of the city. Yeah, again, this is I, there's so much I love about the city, but again, like you say, there's there's issues to resolve, but there's and there's also making it suitable for the modern world which is changing all the time and you know was changing anyway but perhaps it's changing faster than anyone anticipated now yeah but I, you know like anything with any crisis and obviously the effects on individuals lives like in a health sense in a in an emotional sense and in a financial sense have been absolutely decimating but for our city i just feel like we have to take the opportunity and it's a fantastic quote that i think stems from machiavelli which says don't essentially boils down to don't waste a crisis and if we we really can't waste this crisis no. because we had problems before that have been as you said sped up and exacerbated by by this but by taking the inspiration from places like austin that did just absolutely nail a cultural and creative regeneration of its city or from berlin post the fall of the wall you know you could almost see the Broadmarsh is our Berlin Wall. Yeah. It's, so, it's such a, I mean, physically, it's a wall now as a barrier to the city, but the it opportunity is, yeah. to see it is, you know, it will come down and something will have to go in that space. And actually, you know, when I think of the Berlin Wall, I think of the images of the people tearing it down. And I think of this sort of emotional change that made to people to feel like that had happened. And I feel like if we get this right and get the vision right and, and that space on the south side regenerates that, that same feeling of this is a real place to do something now will we'll come through because I, I don't think the effect that Broadmarsh has had on people's you know emotional attachment to the city should be underestimated which is why if you can flip that see it as an opportunity and do more in that space as the city grows and then use that as the catalyst for change for the whole city something genuinely stunning could happen in our city yes yeah, that's again that thing isn't it it's like you say there's a this is a once in a lifetime um, revision of Nottingham, but having that 
that big project and also I guess having the aftermath of COVID it offers that opportunity to sort of once you get that ball rolling with something like that then it's almost a lot easier to you know to to encourage the rest of it and to sh- to sell the idea of the rest of it because you know you things start to get better things stop people want to keep that going so if they see it's, big... it's momentum when you start yes. something so if you get if, let's say we get to October and we bring forward some public plans and we come forward with a plan that's convincing. Then you start to move to the next stage, which is how you turn that from being a dream into being a, a credible reality. And just to be clear, we won't bring forward something that we don't believe can become a reality. So then yeah. it has to be put into that. You know, The last thing the city needs is a nice document or video sitting on a shelf. It's got to be something that is deliverable by those people that really have to deliver it and have to own that space. But it's about that snowball effect, as you say. So you, you create that vision and that dream that people want to buy into and then they actually invest in it and then they start to see maybe some smaller projects coming off in the first instance, which builds a momentum towards some medium-term deliverables and maybe that's about transforming some of that space. So that as that picks up over a longer period of time, it starts to transform the economics of the city and you can start bringing more investment into it. But, you know, on top of that, I'd say the bit that really motivates me is Nottingham sits at 150 out of 150 on the youth deprivation index. And success mm. for me looks like in a decade, clearly not just not being that, not being bottom 100. Like, let's be, let's transform it. Let's give children and young people the opportunities that, that they deserve. Because to me, it's damning. There's no more damning statistic on this city than being 150 out of 150 for youth opportunities. Like, that has to change. And getting that vision right and having a city that we're proud of strikes me as the biggest and fastest way to transform people's beliefs that they can create a life and have a career and not just a job and do that in Nottingham. Yeah. And that, I mean, that seems, you know, I mean, like you said, that's a damning statistic. And especially when you're a city with, you know, the reputation of having two of the best universities in the country and maybe in the world. So, like you say it's that idea you can come here to study but beyond that there's not a lot for you at the moment it doesn't feel like there is particularly if that's the statistic you know i think i i think to be clear there are there are things here already and you absolutely can do that in many ways that's that's ironically what i've done with my life i didn't come here for university but i've done that those two bits of living in the city and then moving out to the first suburb and i've got no intention of going so you can you can build and and do that here. I just think doing it on a bigger scale and the more of that opportunity that we can create so that I be, my story becomes the norm, not the exception in Nottingham, that, that's the sort of change that does it on a whole scale level and makes everyone believe that they can do that. In this yeah. yeah, and then of course it's also about the opportunities for the people that uh, are born and grow up here and so they don't feel that they have oh. to move away. Yeah. Um, you, you know, there's, there's people with potential and you want to keep that potential in the city and um, helping grow the city in, in whatever area they handle yeah to my mind you don't want to lose potential at any point so you don't want to lose the brightest young people that you grow in your place like clearly they should feel like even if they want to go away and experience a different city for university or for college or for whatever or some work somewhere else they should want to return home nottingham should always feel like it's the place that is the best in the world for what those people want to do and yeah. then equally, people that do move here, it's how you retain them. It's, it's about making Nottingham feel like the place for you at the, that whatever point you are in, in, your, in your lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah, you want those people that do go away 
study and whatever as well to be you know telling other people that Nottingham's the place to go to yeah, yeah. one of the one of the things that came forward in some of the conversations we've had with with Shane Meadows for example is Shane Meadows wants to start and finish his films here but he doesn't he can't do the end-to-end bit in Nottingham whereas he could in say Birmingham or Manchester yeah. and it's so you know how do we part of what this project might do is look at how you create those conditions how do you build the facilities and conditions that means that someone that a world leading director like Shane Meadows could start and middle and finish a film all in Nottingham. I mean, that would be a fantastic story. And then off the back of that, we give so many more opportunities to people to work and live and enjoy working in the film industry. In yes. Nottingham. Yeah, I mean, you know, because obviously, again, Nottingham has got, you know, a very well uh, respected and known young acting workshop in the yeah. television workshop but again you know Pete, often we spoke to people from there and most of them have at some point ended up move, moving out of the city usually down to london uh, because at the moment that's where the opportunities are um yeah. and you know i know london is is always going to be difficult to compete with but even if you can offer you know a, a selection of or a percentage of them the opportunity to do that work without having to move away again it's that snowball isn't it it grows from there once people see that you can you can do this in nottingham more people will want to and that's the bit i was trying to say from the from the austin story and model yeah. is actually you can do if you do that in london you don't get me wrong london on a summer's day when the sun's shining you can be on the thames is one of the best if not the best city in the world but it's about that choice, right? It's about saying Nottingham is a credible option. And actually, if you do want to do that in Nottingham, and you can do your film end-to-end here, and you can have that career here, you can also have a far bigger house and a garden yes. and, yeah. and a different lifestyle. And you're not going to be sharing with four people until you're 35 or 40. Like it's, Let's make it a credible alternative. Of course, people will be drawn to London for some, or in some cases, they will want to move there. In the same way, we'd want people to move to Nottingham. But let's make Nottingham that credible and obvious alternative for the culture and creative community whether they're from here or not in the first place yeah definitely and uh, i think you mentioned it and one of the things i've seen is obviously you, you said the feedback you know the, i think the project only launched just over a month ago uh, yeah, July, yeah yeah but you said and um, i've seen that the feedback already has been phenomenal i think would be an appropriate word uh, which I guess for you, you guys is uh, is exactly what you want. Especially, you know, with everything going on, it you must have wondered, it must have been wondering whether how much people would respond at the moment because obviously people's uh, minds are quite um, distracted by everything that's going on. Yeah. But it's clear that there's a lot of passion out there sort of for this uh, project and for rejuvenating the city. Yeah, I think you know, I think. I think the fact that we did an open call and didn't try and constrict how people could feedback or engage into us really helped people feel like we were going to listen. But one of the things that struck us was, and I think I said, you know, over 500 separate ideas coming in from individuals. And some of those were long PDF documents that it felt like they'd had and had had these ideas, but just didn't feel like there was anywhere they could take them forward or at least didn't feel like there was anywhere they could take them forward and they'd be listened to. So we definitely feel the sort of pressure in a really good way that people do believe this is maybe going to be done slightly differently and that we have tried to be really open book about it and that we will try and listen, you know, inevitably 
we can't take forward 500 of everyone's no. ideas. What I would say is there are some, some clear and interesting themes coming through in the work. So I would feel that most people that have written in and asked and engaged will feel like they can see that reflected in that, in that vision as it, as it develops. But, you know, we're not, we're not finished yet, not by a long shot. It's just not like we've closed the book. Like we're narrowing into ideas and themes, but it's still, I'd still encourage anyone listening if they, if they have an idea or they, they want to get involved to, to follow any of the, uh, any of the social media channels on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook and, and drop us an email to futures at the nottinghamproject.co.uk and, you know, have your say on, on the way this is shaped because it's got to be a vision that works for the people of Nottingham. Yeah. And that, I think that that's key, isn't it? Like you say, there's, there's probably a lot of people out there, you know, often um, had ideas about what the city needs. And I'm sure there's plenty of people, you know, that have had discussions with friends and family about, know what they'd like to see in Nottingham what they'd like to see change in Nottingham what they're happy with and things like that and you know no matter what your ideas or what your views are there's now an outlet to to put that idea forward because as you say it could be you know in the past for looking at that it's like well where do you start (laughs) you know who do you go to do you go to the council do you go to the the different organizations depending on what part of the city and now there is an area that, as you say, are welcoming people's ideas and uh, and opening the conversation, I guess, is one way of looking at it. Yeah, yeah and the council have been fantastically supportive and as of all of those other institutions. It just, just feels like, you know, in, a, in some ways, it's that old idea of, you know, there's an element of luck in all of this, right? Like we've come forward at a time when it feels needed. And yeah. then we try to capitalise on that moment of opportunity and to think about and act and do and deliver in a differing way so take the moment of opportunity and then come forward in a way that actually makes people believe that they will be listened to throughout the process and I think if we get that right and we couple that with having successfully managed to secure the support of one of the world's best creative thinkers then then the opportunity here is is stunning and it's just yeah. It, the, the number of responses probably didn't surprise me because of the work we've done on the Robin Hood Fund and the generosity of people giving at the, mid, at the very lowest point in probably most of our lives, right? People still wanted to give and help those yeah. that they saw as fortunate to them. So when people, and probably not, not all the same people, but that same Nottingham spirit came through when they saw that someone wanted to hear what their ideas were for a city that worked for, for them. And yeah. It's that moment in time so take the opportunity and now the pressure is on to to bring forward a vision that truly represents what people want to see yeah i don't think either that you can underestimate the 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 sort of just the thing of such a positive project at the moment you know this is a project that's talking about rejuvenating and renovating a city at a time when a lot of the news is all about you know the the hit, the impact that's being had, the way thing, you know, the high street's suffering. And I'm not saying none of those problems exist, but it's nice to be able to see something that's going forward with a positive attitude and positive plan, because it can be very easy to get sort of pulled under by what feels like very negative, yeah. uh, you know, reporting and things. And you know, we all know we're in for a tough time ahead. You know, it's not, you know. The virus is is still here. It is not going to disappear. And even once we get that under control, we're still going to have 
obviously the economic impact that it's had, what we're already seeing. But it is nice to see some positive actions being taken. And I think people really at this time and look look for that and are drawn to that because, you know, as I say, it's quite easy at the minute to feel like everything's just falling apart. Well, thank you. It's very kind of you to say that like, we have tried to do this in a in a positive way, but you know, we're not naive. And as you said, in the short term there's there's a lot of pain in communities and in our business communities. And you know, I come from a background of working with retail and leisure businesses and the the their businesses are in real trouble mm-hmm. and in the short term that's there's a there are problems there that are unavoidable what what this is about is saying that look accepting those problems the opportunities they present in the medium and long term if and big if we get this right and we're bold and we don't just do what nottingham tries to do and do small amounts of change let's be bold and let's be brave and let's go further if we get that right there is an opportunity for all of the reasons that I outlined and all of the bits you said about you know geography and all of that stuff if we get that right it, it could be transformative for Nottingham but but we've it's got to get the buy-in and we need to bring something forward that gets the buy-in from all of the institutions that have so far been fantastically brave in supporting us but they'll only back something that's great going forward but then also is backed by all of the communities of Nottingham and, and genuinely feels like they own it. Yeah excellent Brilliant. So I think you mentioned earlier there that um, at the moment, obviously, you've got, um, you know, you've got this huge creative organisation working on a plan alongside yourselves. And so I guess the next step will be that is the putting forward the proposal, which I think you mentioned earlier. Um, so, Sandra, what is the what are the next steps of the plan moving forward? Yeah. So, you know, we're still in this process of listening and learning yeah. and refining and taking in these all, all of these ideas. But I think in, in summary, the next steps, certainly from in terms of what the public will see, whilst we'll continue to consult and feedback and refine the plan, speaking to those that have engaged and continue to engage and will engage wider. But by sort of early to mid-October, we will bring forward publicly that vision and what that looks like and then in, included with that we'll be outlining how we see that moving from being as I mentioned the sort of vision and dream to how that starts to become a deliverable outcome for the next five to ten years. Excellent so yeah it's quite uh, that feels quite fast actually <laughs> you know October yeah, that's, that that's back to the bit Darren of, of don't waste the crisis like you know every course, city yeah. in the world is currently thinking about what it's going to to do and part of this, the onus is on having pace and momentum. And that doesn't mean doing stuff sh- shoddily. It means doing it quickly no. with quality. And it means, you know, there's, gonna, there's an element here of getting first mover advantage and genuinely seizing the opportunities that come out of something that's had such an immeasurably damaging impact. If you can take the opportunities out of that, then at least the future can look so much brighter. Yes, obviously, there's going to be a lot of places are going to be looking at at where they go next and how they move forward you say because obviously this is this has impacted the globe so yeah. um i mean that I mean, obviously it's a fascinating project i think and it, i say i know you know you you've been working on it for quite a while and the timing obviously everything that's going on is has obviously uh, would have impacted the way people look at it even if it's was already happening anyway as you said so it's going to be interesting, I guess, to see 
the way forward uh, with that. So um, I think I've pretty much, we've pretty much covered where things are at the moment in terms of the project. So as you said, you're still welcoming further ideas. Yeah. Um, we talked a little bit about some of the people uh, within the team and the fact that I think that's such a key part of why this this feels like such a positive project and a project that I think actually, you know, because, you know, um, it's easy to, to be kind of dismissive about these sort of big projects, you know, yeah. obviously, I mean, I mean, we, I don't want to keep going back to Broadmarsh, but there's <laughs> an example of when or at least these huge projects seem to just fall on their face. Yeah, and I think that that is absolutely why, you know, we've, we've almost heaped the pressure on ourselves because yeah. someone like McClure is not one of, going to want to be associated with something that A, fails because it is too much of a dream and not deliverable, or B, just because it doesn't buy in the people that need to buy into it. But by having Vicky McClure and her incredible input, by having Shane Meadows talking about the experiences of working in the film industry and where Nottingham needs to grow from that, by having Nathaniel Wilson talking about his experience of growing a business from the very bottom up and almost building on and creating and driving forward an entire not just street food but street culture scene in a yeah. city that he loves you know having someone like Sarah Blair Manning who's working on one of the most interesting heritage and cultural redevelopments anywhere in the country coupled with someone like Sandeep Mihal delivering an amazing children's library you start to see that the opportunities there I could keep going like Richard Whitehead talking about the impact of and how the Paralympians and, and sport can play a big part in that. Adam Pentford, one of the country's leading creative directors at, at the Playhouse, you know, Marcellus Baz, Prince Harry's favourite person, uh, <laughs> one of the sporting heroes from across the country. And then Avani Bilan, who's uh, most recently joined the board, who's been huge in the next gen movement in Nottingham. You know, it's, it's about taking those voices and their stories. And you can see from the people I've just listed, like the talent in Nottingham is absolutely incredible. And you know, I feel so privileged and fortunate to have the job that I do, which is to try and draw some of that together and yeah. come forward with a vision that, that means the next generations of the Vicky McClure's and the Shane Meadows and the Nathaniel Wilson's can, can look on a city that, that provides them with even more opportunity. If, if we're saying that there's opportunity to be better and we've delivered that level of talent already, like, it's slightly scary to imagine what we could do if we, we grew in the next decade. Yeah, it is. I mean, it really, you read through the list and it really is a, you know, it's like a, a talent guy to Nottingham, as you say. Um, but yeah, and I'm thinking, you know, the fact that they're able to bring in these skills and experiences from all these different sectors is is key to delivering this big, you know, big grand overarching project with to making sure that it offers everything that the city needs so that when, you know, in 10 years' time, we're not just talking about you know, Nottingham's famous past, but we're talking about, you know, Nottingham's wonderful current. And, I, and I'd say that, you know, that, that to me is absolutely key as well. I think where one of the things we're definitely keen to look at is the story of Nottingham. And I, I yeah. know that's been tried so many times, but to my mind, it's because, because we've always just looked back to the past and we've never, never thought about how that past plays in a context to the future, by which I mean, if you're going to come forward with a story and say, you know, hypothetically, let's say it was Nottingham as a city of rebels, you know, the Forza yeah. Garibaldi theme behind that whole rebel city campaign at Forest, and we've spoke to them a lot about it. But if you're going to say you're a city of rebels, you can't just look back to the incredible rebel history you've had. 
what comes forward has to be a plan that that plays on that rebel spirit but does some bold and rebellious action and, you know what who wouldn't want to go to university in the rebel city sounds like exactly the sort of place you want yeah. to go and be a student right and you build a life there but but it can't just be oh it's the rebel city because it had rebels in its past it's got to be here are the the rebel actions that that live up to that reputation so when we come forward with a story for nottingham it will come forward with and here are the ways you activate that story and bring it to life and make it feel like what nottingham is now not just a revisionist history of the past yeah and, I, and a part of that and i've um again because i've spoke to uh, people that are involved in the you know this the rebel project at the castle and left yeah. line obviously along with the castle have been running that at the moment and i think one of the things that when you draw that down to it, it's about the fact of celebrating Nottingham for its people, you know, yeah. whether it's the people of the past or the people that are living here now, or the people that are going to be rebelling in the future. And I think, you know, that's it, you know, making the story in Nottingham about the people of Nottingham. It's that whole, it's that whole bit about space versus place, right? So you can have a space anywhere in the world and it can be anything to anyone. If you want to actually create a place, a place that people want to be it has to mean something and feel something and that's about the people yeah the place is absolutely rooted in people and the story and what that place means to them it's, you know that's what we've got to get right it's got to be a place not just a space nice i like that's a brilliant <laughs> brilliant one saying it's, it's fascinating to look at from someone who as i say is uh you know i only i've only ever known nothing um and I've known, like I say, I've known it during the times when it's been, you know, slaughtered in the press to, you know, and, and being part of the sort of creative scene over the past sort of 10 years or so and seeing how, you know, the great things that have happened with the city of literature, the city of uh, football, you know, the, the fabulous events that are put on here every year. But it's it's fantastic to see that there are people still, still wanting to do more to take this city forward. Uh, you know, and, and make sure it's it's a standout city and a you know, like you said, a place that people you know, want to come yeah. to. And it's, you know, I'm I'm very fortunate in that I'm backed by, or we are as a project, backed by the most incredible board of people. But you know, on the day to day basis, having it chaired by someone like Greg Nugent, who I yeah. think is the most successful person from Nottingham that's done well to keep his name out of the press and has now <laughs> boldly stepped forward to do it. You know, some of the projects he's worked on, we're very fortunate to have that level of visionary mindset from Nottingham and wanting to come back and work on their city, you know. And Greg will not accept something that doesn't live up to the quality of work that Greg delivers. Equally, you know, Simon Bristow also works on the project with me and Simon was for a while global head of PR for Adidas. You know, and again, it's just about finding these people that were born and raised in Nottingham and we've had people come forward on the project saying actually I'm doing this now and they all still love knots they still love it as their place right and it's if we can get those people and harness them like again can do so much so just feel very lucky to be able to work on such a great project with such an incredible group of people but that with it comes an awful lot of pressure to deliver something stunning yeah but that's it um but like you say that's that's why you need to to get that momentum going and keep it going um, so it's exciting. I think it's a very exciting and positive project. And I think it's exactly what, what Nottingham needs. And I think it's exactly what, what people need. And, you know, even more so at a time like now when, 
when many of us are wondering what the future uh, holds. Um, yeah. But, you know, so it's, it's, I'm really excited to see where it goes. So it's incredible the people supporting it. And as you said, it's, I think it's um, definitely adds confidence to it because when you look at the people involved, because as you said, these are people that are, are not going to want to attach themselves to, to flights of fancy. Um, so that, you know, that does put that pressure there put forward a project that is feasible and and as you said not something that's going to sit on a shelf as a well this was a great idea someone had once sort of thing um, yeah. no, it's got to be got to be deliverable that's you know yeah. as i said success looks like in a decade's time that land values improve and businesses that wouldn't move here at the moment want to be here and with that comes a vast and drastic change in the opportunities for the youngest and most deprived in our communities today yeah that's that's success not a nice drawing on a shelf yeah excellent and obviously taking in you know because we know you know with the the landscape of things are going to change you know we already know even prior to everything that's happened the, the high street was changing uh, it's been sped up a bit but even that so it's it's about you know what what opportunities are going to be there as as the high street potentially changes from what it currently is one of our one of our biggest strategic partners and one of the biggest investors in us has been the the city's business improvement district yeah um, and actually you know they've been bolder than i've seen any bid in the country be in backing this project and saying look we're aware that in the medium to long term cities are going to look fundamentally different and our city will look fundamentally different so being brave and saying look let's join with and work on a project that imagines what our city will look like for the business community of today, yes, but also of tomorrow and in a decade's time so that we can continue to be a city for business that provides jobs and opportunities to its communities. Excellent. Right. Well, I think, uh, I think that's about, about covered where things are at the moment. Obviously, um, there's going to be a lot of exciting things ahead. I'm sure yeah. we're, we're all looking forward to seeing that. Um, so before I go then, obviously people that want to keep track of what's going on and follow the Nottingham project, uh, where are the best places for them to, to do that? Yeah, so if people are on social media, then we have channels that we post to regularly on uh, Twitter and on Instagram and a, a Facebook page as well. We've got the nottinghamproject.com as a website. Um, and obviously, thankfully, we, we're lucky to have both left line and the Nottingham Post on our board, yeah. so they regularly carry coverage of us. So, uh, yeah, across those social media platforms is probably the easiest place or on the website to, to see the stuff regularly. But actually, publicly, we'll share it and keep an eye out for October when we when we have the big public launch of what it looks like. But yeah, just a huge thank you to anyone that's listening that has already engaged in the project and brought forward ideas, and anyone that's listening that hasn't. Like, we really would encourage you to to reach out and get involved and and bring those ideas forward to us um, but also thank you to you Darren for, for inviting me on I really enjoyed the last hour So a massive thank you there to Lee Walker from the Nottingham Project for 
uh, a really in-depth look at the plans behind that. As I said, you know, as talked about in the episode, it's a huge opportunity for Nottingham. It's got to be done right. They're determined to do right. They've got a great board of people behind it. They're looking for input. You know, if you've not, uh, if you've got something you think important to say about the city, let them know. Uh, you can find them on facebook.com forward slash the Nottingham Project uh, or the Nottingham Project.com, their website. And they are looking for people's input. Obviously, the things are moving along. They're working with some great organisations. There's great people involved in the universities, the council, um, massive creative people and communities. So it's a big project. It's an exciting project. It's going to be interesting to, to follow it and see how that grows. So again, thank you to Lee for talking to us. Thank you for everyone for listening in. As ever, check out all episodes of the podcast at ngdigital.podbean.com or you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from. Uh, check us on facebook.com forward slash ngdigital. Twitter is at ngdigitaluk. And uh, let us know what you thought of this episode. Check out previous episodes, subscribe to the podcast, give us a review, let us know what you think, let us know what you'd like to hear on the show. And we're always looking for new guests, we've got plenty lined up, but it's always fascinating to talk to different people, and I'm sure there's plenty of you there who have uh, people that would make excellent guests that we've maybe not even thought of yet. So do get in touch with us, and we'd love to hear more from you. Thanks again for listening, and we'll be back next week. Uh, this has been NG Meets with The Nottingham Project. That's all for now and goodbye.